Hello and welcome to Love Most, the podcast with Daya. I am your host and I am so excited to share with you today our very first episode. So when I thought about Love Most, the podcast as a concept, I saw no separation amongst us. I wanted to connect with people and I wanted to connect those people to others. So let me tell you a little bit, since it's the first show, I wanted to tell you a little bit about the show and I'm gonna read it to you about my mission with the podcast. So Love Most, the podcast with Daya is an inclusive platform for those who have something they do that affects the immediate community and helps impact the world around them in some way. That includes anyone who has a book, a story, a product, a service to share, uh, even a podcast or a show, no competition. I just wanna highlight what you're doing. Uh, when you love most, you don't judge. You know, Instead, you include, not exclude. You invite and receive another just as they are. And remember, love is not just a feeling. Love is a decision and it's an action. In a world where there is so much bullying, judging, and public shaming, I am inviting you today to, above all things, love most. So I have two incredible guests today. And so let's do this. You help How are you helping the world change the world around you? Welcome, Welcome to, to Love Most, <laughs> the podcast with Daya, Daya, where you where are you invited, invited to share your gifts and to above all things, things love, most. love Most. Brought to you by Daya Music Ministry. For more information on how to be a guest, please visit www.daamusicministry.net. That's www.deamusicministry.net. So, hi, here we are with our guests. Let me unmute you so I can let you in. Hello. Hi. Hey. So, here we have Joshua T. Berglund and his lovely wife, Jessica Lynn Berglund. And before I start, I wanted to tell everybody a little bit about you and what you do. So I'm going to start with Jessica. So let me read it from the bio. You guys, by the way, have so many things that you do that it's like incredible, right? So I'm going to start with you, Jessica. So you are an accomplished humanitarian. You are a marketing expert, producer, entrepreneur, and co-founder and producer of the nonprofit organization, Live Mana Worldwide Foundation. You are also the owner and president of media marketing company called um, Virtual Visions Incorporated. Um, also executive director of a nonprofit organization called Caring Hearts in Action. Uh, you graduated college with honors with a degree in early childhood and youth development. And I love that about you, which says here, you believe that success is achieved by elevating others. It's right up my alley. I love that about you. Um, I'm going to read about Joshua now. So Joshua T. Berglund 
Berglund, known as the world's mayor. You got to tell me a little bit about what that's about. You are a, <laughs> the chairman and founder of the Live Mana Worldwide Foundation and Multimedia Broadcast Network. You are a producer, a creative director, and an actor, and a shock jock evangelist. I love that. There are so many <laughs> things about you. I know you have a, a lot to explain. There are so many things about you here. And one of them is that you have, for the last five years, been documenting your journey. And you're affecting a lot of people, by the way, including myself, with your uh, transparent testimony. Um, you have been doing this about five years uh, in front of cameras. You have been speaking on stages and spreading hope around the world. Um, the Live Mana Worldwide Foundation is a media nonprofit that elevates passion, purpose, and mission through the multimedia broadcast network, TV, film, um, event production, video consulting, and branding development services. Also, you, you founded with Jessica the Live Mana Ministry, right? And so that was to be a voice for the voiceless and provide um, a community for those who have been shunned by society, rejected by the church, and have been forgotten uh, and left behind. But that's not all. You are the creator. <laughs> I know, right? It's a lot. All we are are servants of God. That's it. We are no, all. I know, but I want everybody to know what you do so they can find you. Don't you read all that. No, no, no. But hold on a second. Creator and host of Gratitude Unfiltered. And also, both of you are creators and producers of The Devil Inside Me, which is a new series, and we'll talk about that later. Also published authors of the book with the same title, The Devil Inside Me. So for us to start, as you see, there's a lot, right? And you both together and apart have accomplished a lot. And I love to see the support that you give to each other. That is really special. I feel the love. And uh, you have both magnetic personalities. You have an amazing heart. And you do a lot more behind the scenes than people may realize. And we're going to touch that on later in the interview. But to start, let's jump into right away into the series, The Devil Inside Me. So Joshua, can you tell everyone how you came up with the name, first of all, and then take us through it, walk us through it. You I don't even know how we came up with the name. The, the, <laughs> I have no idea. The whole project just kind of like fell in our lap. And I think God just like guided us. And we really just went with it. I, I know that we were, it came to you. And then you asked me about the devil inside or the devil inside me. And we came to the devil inside me. Yeah, I have no idea where the name came from, except for the fact that the I mean, I'm surprised they didn't call it the devils inside of me, mm -hmm. but I don't know. It, it was everything. Because they're not all bad. I know this kind of simplifies it, but it really is more complicated than this, but it is the simple at the same time, is that it was a complete reliance on God. Even, even with the subject, like, I mean, when we were writing this in the video that we were doing for the short films, it was like, is this okay, God? Is this okay? Mm -hmm. Because... After a while, instead of saying the F word, I was saying F. And then eventually it was like, no, I'm just going to say the F word. And, and then the images that were being displayed, it was like, okay, is this too far? And God asked me, he goes, is it true? I'm like, well, yeah, it's true. Then go ahead. I'm like, okay. But the whole purpose of it, and the, like the, the film, the book, all of that, 
my testimony is not for the converted. I'm not trying to reach, we're not trying to reach the converted. We wanted to be able to go into hell the only way we knew how and remain safe, which was using the media, using books, using film to reach the lost, to go, to use it as bait, if you will, to give the secular world everything they want, sex, perversion, drugs, cheating, scandal, lying, disease, all of it. Okay. Give them what they want. All truth, too. All truth. But at the end, the solution, instead of, it's usually what? what it, how, how do movies usually end? The good guy wins. There's a hero. Maybe the villain gets away. Mm -hmm. But in this film, it wasn't a man that won. It was Jesus. Mm -hmm. And that's in the end what it's all about. Because nothing, nothing that we do this day, yesterday, the day before, or even as long as I've been on this journey and we've been on this journey together, it's all God. And mm -hmm. it's not us that gets the glory with anything that's done with, with all of the film festivals if we make it to the Oscars, if any of this happens, if we become a bestseller, it's it's God, it's not us. Like God, Jesus, our Lord and Savior is the hero of the story. I love that. So Jessica, I wanna ask you a question. I know that you both collaborated equally and I know between Joshua's uh, raw and transparent testimony, uh, you had an important role also producing it and creating. Can you tell us a little bit more about it? I know that you, beyond everything that you did, you're obviously supporting him in an incredible way as your husband, you know, on a personal level. But as far as the production of it, can you tell us what was your role putting together the, the devil inside me? Well, so we we really did work together on all of it. Uh, we talked through things of the first couple of episodes. I uh, kind of knew the story, so he was just talking, doing the narration, and then I would listen to the narration, and I would just put the pieces together on the the video side of things, um, and then we kind of switched it up a little bit, but then we would uh, go back, play it together, and listen, and see what adjustments to make. It really was. It was a lot of hours of uh, making it very, just very perfect. Yeah. It was okay. it was fun because I like edgier things. I like I'm, I'm an artist and my creative flow really like kicks in when I get to go all out and I'm not held back. <laughs> so this was finally a project that I got to really go all in on with with my vision. Yeah, and she directed she directed it too because I would okay. go back to her and I would let her listen to. So I voiced the short films, and then I did okay. the audiobook. They're completely two different. It's the same story, but a different style of narrative. And I would check with her, and I would ask her, and she would give me direction, and I would go off of what she said. I didn't always like what she told me to do because mm -hmm. she pushed me to really go there, yeah. and which is kind of amazing because 99.9 percent of the story is, about, well, none of it's about her. <laughs> it's all about all of the bad things that I did before her. And she got to listen to all of it, all of the stories of cheating and abuse and cheating and cheating and lying and drug use and all of that. She listened to all of that. I mean, she, I had never hit anything from her anyway, but mm -hmm. I'm, imagine hearing 
a, a boy, anyone out there that's watching right now, can you imagine listening to your better half go talk about another partner sexually in detail in every possible way? Can you can you picture this and then picture your uncomfort or feel your uncomfort? Because I've never met a girl in my life that could handle me talking about kissing another girl on the cheek. And here I am talking about doing ungodly things with these mm. people. And she listened to all of it, hours upon hours upon hours of it. And I, she's the real star of all of this because without her, none of it ever gets done. Yeah, it's my story, but this never happens without her. But, and I but, have to say, as, as an expectator, you know, I've watched the series of The Devil Inside Me, and I was on the edge of my seat. I mean, mm -hmm. the structure, first of all, is brilliant. It's, what, four or five minutes of this intense, transparent <laughs> and raw testimony. And I was literally like, oh, my goodness. You know, it's incredible. And I really have to say congratulations. I know that you guys have had been nominated for awards. We're going to go a little more into it. Now, one of the things, Jessica, did you want to say something? I'm sorry, you're just about to well, add no, something. He, he is so good at, at elevating what I do and, and making it known. But he he has really brought me to where I am as well. The combination of us together has made breakthrough after breakthrough after breakthrough happen. Like God really did <laughs> put the perfect two puzzle pieces together. And I then, definitely see that. Like, I definitely see that. And I witnessed that. Yes. Yeah. And I witnessed and, that because when I first met Joshua, he was doing the gratitude unfiltered. Now, let me talk a little bit about this because I want people to know the history of how I met you and how I connected with you. So I connected with you on Facebook and started and saw many of the episodes of gratitude unfiltered. I was literally shocked at the level of transparency <laughs> on your shows, but in a good way. And let me explain to you why that is. First of all, very impressive. You know, many times when I hear people talking about the truth, it's probably because they don't want anybody to hold the truth against them down the road. But with you, it was different, okay? <laughs> with you, I felt that I saw a transparency that I hadn't seen before, not with that type of force. Okay, and what I discovered by watching you is that the rawness was filled with passion for our maker, for Jesus Christ. And that just, I was floored. It was something that I hadn't seen before. I know that it's not just about what he had done in your life, but one of the things that I know, because I read one of your, one of your posts, one of your testimonies, and these are your words. You said that it was in, what was important was learning about what he had saved you from. That is such a profound statement, okay? Because here, here it is. Most people, including myself, look at our past and say, you know, I've had a disappointment, be a divorce or any of my transgressions. And we carry that like poison, right? We carry yeah. that with us. Very seldomly people will look back and say, wow, I was being protected from, I was being released from, I was being freed from. So what you said is so profound that you can actually go back and say that you realize the things that God had saved you from. And I was so taken by that. I was so touched by that. And I wanna say thank you because I actually learned from that. I mentioned to a few people this week about what I had learned from you. And one of the things that came to mind was, oh my gosh, he just described that he stopped drinking the poison in his prison. 
And that's what we do. We carry things around. We're drinking that poison. We are in this prison of pain about the past instead. We really should be looking at our past, our transgressions, the disappointments and say, thank you, God, you released me. Thank you, God, you prevented me from being there. You protected me, you guided me. So I think that it's incredible. And I realize that even in that rawness, your spiritual humility was what stood out. Where a lot of people might have said, you know, he is abrasive, he is bold, he <laughs> all these crazy things. I saw spiritual humility. I saw a servant of God. And that was something that was clear to me from the get-go. And this is why I was so impressed with you. And then along comes Jessica, right? And I now me because I witnessed you guys when you met and you know, being on, on the show together and doing things together, and now your husband and wife. And I have to say, you know, I hope we meet in person someday because you guys are incredible, incredible. You do so much for others, so much behind the scenes. Um, I wanted to go into that and talk to Jessica, and then I'll touch on you with that as well about, let's talk about charity, okay? Because you guys are givers. You guys are always doing things for other people. Jessica, you have won my heart with your, your generosity and your humility. Um, you get out there with people, you talk to them, you come to them in person, even throughout the pandemic, if you had your mask on, but you're out there, you cook for them, you talk to them, you create all these platforms for other people to help. You know, that is really a beautiful thing. And you are a mom of two beautiful little girls. You're busy, you wear many hats, it's incredible. You're doing all these things, plus being a mom. And I really admire you. I wanted to ask you, was, I see that charity is a way of living for you, were you always like this? Did you always do charity? And was there anyone that inspired you to, to follow uh, on the footsteps of being, a, you know, doing humanitarian things and helping other people? Uh, I, yeah, I think I have always done it, whether it was just like me seeking out a way to help people or with an organization and helping them. Uh, I have my degree in child development. So I used to teach um, for a child care center for 11 years. I taught all ages um, and then I was directing and then I was directing multiple centers. But even then I was reaching out to the families that needed extra help. Uh, I was very, very involved with all the kids, all the parents. So I knew kind of what was going on at home. So if I knew they needed resources, I would get them resources. I held benefits for, um, there was a mom that needed help. She was going through cancer. Uh, it just, yeah, it really has always kind of just been a natural way of life to, wow. uh, um, I have always felt like I needed a purpose. Mm. It, and you're I, born to give. I'm you not going to do five uh, where you just work for money. I need to have an internal uh, mm -hmm. reward. And you, did I see that you also, as an artist, you have done some of your paintings, and a lot of times that sale of that product will be to benefit others? Because I think that's incredible that you would use your talent and your art and turn into serving. I mean, that is such, that's so inspiring. You know, I really. I'm so happy that you guys connected and your husband and wife, what a, an incredible couple, you know. Um, also, I have a question for you, Joshua. I wanted to find out as the creator, as the founder and chairman of the Live Mono Worldwide Foundation and also the, the part of the multimedia broadcasting company network, 
would you have something that you wanted to share about your mission with that? I know you're passionate about people owning the contents of their work. Um, is there anything you can shed light in, in people who are looking into getting into what you're doing, something similar? What, what would you say to them? What advice would you have? And what do you want to share about it? Well, I can talk about this for hours and it's an area that I'm well conditioned to speak for hours about it because it is important, but I'll, I'll simplify it. All I really want to do is to teach people to think as a media company thinks. And it's kind of like getting to go up into space and look down. You see all that's possible from that high. You, people talk about a bird's eye view. Well, imagine a space down view. Because when you see that way, it expands your thinking and you start to see how everything connects. And therefore, you start to see well, this is a revenue stream, this is a revenue stream, this is a revenue stream, and this is a revenue stream. We cannot rely on actors. I was talking to an actor last week that's we're training to start their own show. You can't just be an actor. You can't just be a musician. You cannot be just a talk show host. You cannot just be attorney. Everyone has to utilize the media. The media right now is what separates other people. You think about social media fame. What, what has that done? That's pulled people up to the forefront where they're looked at as leaders. But mm -hmm. why stop at social media? Mm -hmm. So, and the other part, the only problem with that is they're relying on another platform that they do not own, one that they can sever you at any moment from. Mm -hmm. So I want to teach people to own their message, own their intellectual property, own it all. And the only way to really do that and monetize it at the same time is to operate as if you are a media organization. Now, it's way more detailed and way more specific, and there's way more layers to that. But that's the starting point, because where we are going with technology, and I'm not to freak people out, but where we are going, I'll just, how about this? I'll just leave it here. We are all going, the future is we are all individual media organizations. That is your last line of defense against AI. Now, again, that's a complicated statement, but there's layers to it, and I could spend the next three hours showing you why, but I'm not. Um, but it's important to start thinking this way because where we're going, it matters. Because in the end, if you think about it, it's going to be the faces that people recognize that are going to be able to remain in front of the robots because the robots, AI, are taking most jobs. Hmm. And that's avoidable i remember seeing the terminator when i was seven years old and i just knew that it was a prof it was a prophetic film and here we are if you look at what's happening the big tech and technology companies have more power than governments mm -hmm. if you watch and you if you pay attention to what the terminator is really about you can see that connection and i'll stop there and if you want more information you can just call me and i'm happy to train you but it's important but this mission started with ministries. We are really in the in the end because the people that are going to be at the forefront of the attack are believers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sure, other religions get persecuted, but it is going to be in the end that Christ's followers are the ones that are persecuted the most. So therefore, they are going to be the ones that need the last line of defense more than anybody to be able to get the gospel out. So we are using our broadcast network that covers all mediums, TV, radio, podcast, social media, and print. And we are censorship free 
We are covering all mediums. Therefore, that means God's word is going to get out through every nick and crane you can imagine all over the world, mm -hmm. uninterrupted. So we are launching ministries nonstop. We are equipping them with the technology. We are training and teaching. And it's really, really exciting. But in the end, the ministry side is great. But my heart, our heart, is for the youth. She was talking about childhood development, and what she what she didn't tell you is that she loved the problem kids. Well, why do you think she loves me so much? I'm a problem kid. My heart, perfect. Our heart it's perfect. For, our heart is for the youth because I know this. I'm 40, I've turned 42 this week in three days. And I can tell you it is a daily, it is a daily exercise, a grueling work to keep me sane and keep me on the path that God wants me to be on. Because I got a lot of demons floating around that are all wanting me to go back to the way I used to be. Mm. But I know this. The youth are a lot easier to heal. And if you can get to the youth early enough and show them that they are going to have an opportunity to live the life of their dreams and to use their intellectual property, to use their gifts, to make a career out of it, where they don't have to gangbang, where they don't have to steal, where they don't have to say, ah, oh, screw it and become junkies because they're bored and they have nothing else to do except use drugs all day. That we can break the cycles of addiction, we can break the cycles of abuse, we can break the cycles of mental health issues because most mental health issues are just de demonic, de demonic possession anyway. Mm -hmm. You know, it's all anyway. I, woof, I get fired up about this. I know you're getting all fired up. You and train them. This we we are training and equipping them the same way we are the outcast and ministries and everything else. Mm -hmm. But our hope is with the youth, we will create a positive ripple effect that will never be stopped. That's wonderful. You know, I love what you're saying. You know, I actually, you know, when you said about yourself and I'm thinking, yes, the pursuit of peace is not peaceful. We all have to do it. We all have to, to walk in line with God, to walk in alignment with what he has planned for us. We must be in constant check. We must be really doing and putting in the work daily. I love what you're saying about go into the youth because you're right. If you get there earlier, sooner than later, you we have, you know, so many more chances to to change their lives. You know, um, I wanted you two guys just to speak very briefly about the book because you're now published authors with the book with the same title of the episodes of The Devil Inside Me. Do you want to share anything about that? Is there anything you need to say as far as where can people find the book? Is it out already? So because I want people to know about uh, the book as well. So the book is approved. Um, it'll be available at Barnes and Noble, Amazon and 39,000 other outlets. We went through Egram Spark, uh, published it ourselves uh, under the Live Mono Worldwide Foundation. So every penny that's made goes to the foundation so we can uh, fund the Voices for the Voiceless program, which is the youth program we just spoke about. Mm -hmm. And um, no, the book is actually a little bit different. I changed some stuff in the book. Uh, it, it's still true, but I changed some mm -hmm. things around. So the people that were reading the weekly releases, they're going to be surprised because there's a different, there's, there's it's just different. Um, Can't wait. Can't wait. And by the way, I hear, I hear a whisper of bestseller. I'm just saying it. Just oh, heard yeah. the word bestseller. <laughs> I just want, I just want God to use it mm -hmm. in the way that only God can. Um, mm -hmm. Well, and he, he's just like taken it and now like carried it through. So I, I, it just gets better and better. Yeah, I, I the book is a, is it's exciting because it was something that I you know I I still I'm 42 years old almost and I reading is not my strong suit 
which is weird because I love to write, but I'm not a great reader. And, um, you know, and it was, it was a childhood dream to be able to do it. I tried, I sat down to try to write a book maybe 25 different times in my life. And I would get up to 10 chapters written and I didn't have a meet, uh, an ending and I would just set it on fire and throw it away. I abandoned the book so many times. And when I say that this would never have happened without Jessica, I mean it sincerely. It and would I never happen. I believe ever. you a hundred percent. And we knocked it out. Like we just got to the grind and eight weeks later, I'm pretty sure I didn't talk to anyone <laughs> during those eight I, weeks. You know, I, I absolutely 100% believe you. I actually was going to say that, you know, for, when I think of you guys, I, the two words that come to mind, power couple, you know, you guys to me are, you know, the dream of many people because see, here it is. A lot of people can be married and not be able to work together. You guys not only work together, but you have the same purpose. You're totally aligned. So it makes perfect sense. And I, for one, like to say you are the epitome of second chances. And I'm calling second chances, whether you've been married two, three, four, five, second chances, meaning the, the ability to do the ability to do relationship in the right way. And you're doing that. And it's an inspiration because, you know, you can look at you and say, there is hope. There is hope, you know. So I love that. Um, I want to ask Jessica, I want to have a question for you and, and, and Joshua can also answer that as well. So um, I am thinking, you know, the, the journey of working together, because I also wanted to address the couples out there that are looking at you and looking and say, wow, look at that, you know, a beautiful couple walking in mission and purpose together. This is wonderful. So I wanted to ask you how working together has impacted and strengthened your marriage. She needs to talk about that. Well, one. I mean, it's been like a, a ride. We uh, we both are the same in the sense that we love to work. Mm -hmm. We get into projects that we're both passionate about, and we uh, we just love it. So it's been great, but it's been a learning experience for both of us to know to uh, put it down and pick mm -hmm. us up every mm -hmm. day to make sure that we don't get too sucked into just a work relationship, mm -hmm. which is really easy, I think, for both of us to do. Yeah. And I think it's key to learn to uh, make sure that you're making time for all the different things in life as well. Mm -hmm. yeah. And as long as you agree with that, that is the key, you know, because if you both agree on that, it's easy for you to agree to put everything down and work on you, work on your relationship. So that is really a great balance. So I love that. Um, do you want to she add anything? On that one. I do. Well, yeah, I willingly, like, willingly, because I'm. It's interesting because when we work together, like I'm falling in love with her when we work together because it mm -hmm. it's stimulating intellectually. Um, it's challenging. We push each other, and mm -hmm. so like I love that. Like the working together thing, I've tried that with every relationship. I knew I needed. Um, I never wanted to have a relationship where, you know, I would travel and leave the wife and kids at home. Like I wanted to travel with the family and, mm -hmm. you know, but I, but that said, there's, I'm, it's easy for me to disengage with all the romance and just focus on work because I love her in the workspace and I love working with her. So like I kind of trick my brain into thinking that that's feeding love. So she's mm -hmm. really good at going, Hey, like, Fill me up. 
Like, I think this is her motion. I do do that. She'll go. Okay, water me now. Water me now. <laughs> so, I like, love that. That is so cute. You know, I have to say, I can only imagine that you are falling in love with each other every day because I've fallen in love with you as a couple. You know, I see the post and I'm like, I hope I get to meet you someday because when I fall in love with people, I am hugging. So this pandemic better be over so I can hug you guys when I meet you. But, you know, it is very interesting to see the interaction. And you, I actually feel it and I believe it. Because there are a lot of fake people out there who are just saying, oh, we're a great couple. With you guys, it, it is so transparent and natural and organic. <laughs> it's absolutely beautiful. I love you guys. And I hope everyone who is watching is going to follow your journey and see what you're doing. I know, Joshua, that for you, you know, there is acting. You're an actor, producer. Jessica is a producer. You guys do so many things. I know Devil Inside has received many nominations. Can you tell us a little bit about the awards for Devil Inside Me at the moment? Well, we made the finals for a film festival in Paris, um, which is super amazing. Um, yeah. I listen. I don't know what to expect because I, it, I'm compet. I have to like, I'm very competitive. But when it's art, you, I have to understand that it's subjective. So like, I can't. I'm not looking for awards at all, but. At the same time, I'm not going to lie to you, we are in some fil film festivals that mm -hmm. are Academy Award qualifying festivals. Okay. My dream is to host the Oscars. Like, I want to be that guy. Not because I like movies, because I don't even really watch movies. <laughs> I don't even really watch our stuff. Um, <laughs> like, but, because I don't have the attention span for it. And, mm -hmm. I, and, like, and if I hear my voice, I get creeped out. So I'm like, ah, i got to turn it off. That said... I want to host the Oscars so bad. So if our film makes it to the Academy Awards and I get one step closer to being the host of that event, then it's great. But Listen. at the same time, I all I really care about, what excites me about the film festivals is that we are right now are in, we've qualified for our ninth festival, I think is it's at now. Mm -hmm. And we have more to find out. Wow. But it's what's exciting is I'm looking at the map of all the places. One, it's all the places that I have dreamed about doing gratitude unfiltered, being able to go and serve that happened on accident. I didn't do this on purpose, mm -hmm. but the other part was these are all the places that are getting to hear what Jesus did for me. Mm -hmm. And you know what? Mm -hmm. Me doing a talk show every day, gratitude unfiltered wasn't doing that for me. It's my favorite thing in the world to do. I gratitude unfiltered is my it's like the greatest joy for me. Mm -hmm. But the truth is that that's not how God helped the message get seen around the world. It was being obedient mm -hmm. to him telling us to do this film exactly the way we've done it and that's boobs and gay kissing and coke the cocaine and meth and all of it. Mm -hmm. It was showing all of it because mm -hmm. that's what put on my heart to do and here's mm -hmm. why when we created this and Jessica kept pushing me because I were like oh man the Christians are going to be pissed about this <laughs> like this is going too far and she's like but I kept and I kept praying about it God was like is it true but God put mm -hmm. this on my heart and this is true and I, I I believe this we have become desensitized to the word rape and addiction mm -hmm. and abuse it means nothing. How can I prove it? Because every time you hear about a priest 
molesting a little boy or a little girl, what's done about it? Jack and beep, nothing. No one's doing anything. No one's setting the Vatican on fire. No one's torching any buildings there. No one's doing anything. And they're the ones allowing it to happen. You know why? Because we're desensitized to everything. Absolutely. And God said, how did you change, Joshua? And I said, well, I felt the pain. I felt the weight of what I did to other people, what I did to myself. I could feel the weight, and it suffocated me. And, it, mm -hmm. and, it, and then here I am now in isolation in L.A. County Jail, looking at five years with nowhere to run, cannot run from the noise around me, can't run from anything. Mm -hmm. I had to feel the pain of everything I did to people, including myself. And you know what? It was feeling the pain that broke me. And as mm -hmm. TDJ said, the blessing is in the breaking. Mm -hmm. and, and so the purpose of why we are so explicit and graphic in this is to make people hurt, to make people feel the pain, to trigger people. Mm -hmm. Trigger. Yeah, yeah, it's triggering. And it has trigger warning all over it. You yeah, know? Absolutely. And I can attest to that. <laughs> <laughs> because triggers, it's not, I'm not responsible for your triggers. Mm -hmm. Your triggers show you what God gets to heal inside of you. And yeah. I promise you, if you watch the devil inside me or you read it or you listen to it, we're going to wake up all of those hiding demons inside of mm -hmm. you and all of those old traumas. They're going to wake up and hit you in the face. And you're going to be forced, you're going to be faced with a choice. Right. Do you want to be healed? Or do you want to continue to run? Because you know what? I learned something the hard way. I tried to outrun God, and it got me in jail, put in isolation, looking at five years. I realized that you cannot outrun God in what he has created you to do. The only mm. way you're getting out of it is dying. Mm. And I ain't doing that. Right. I'm and I'm glad you're not doing that. I We're very happy that you're here. You know, you are a blessing. I actually, you know, I was thinking about this before starting the interview, and I thought, I am the luckiest ever to get to interview you and, and Jessica today because I know that there's so many things that are going to happen. It is going to come a time when I won't be able to talk to you or reach you because you're going to be out there. There's going to be a TV show, a bestseller, all these nominations. You are both incredible people. I am so thankful for your contribution to humanity. I mean, it's really remarkable to see people with this type of spiritual humility. You know, really at the end of the day, it's not about celebrity awards and all that stuff. Now, receiving the awards, what I love about it though, is that if when you get to get those awards, and I believe with you guys, nothing is impossible with God, right? So we can see all of those dreams you're talking about are going to come to pass. And the reason why I like the awards part of it is because I think it helps bring awareness of what you're doing. It'll put in front and center and people will see and be inspired by it. I know that to you may say, oh, I don't really care about it, but it is the means by which you can say, hey, look, this is happening. And I love that people will have the opportunity to meet you because I want everybody to meet you. I want everybody to know who you guys are and what you do because it is inspiring. You know, so I thank you for your contribution and I wanted to give you an opportunity in our final minutes of the interview to tell everyone that how they can find you or if there's any final thoughts you wanted to add, please go ahead and then share about how people can find you. I'm going to put in here your uh, website so people can connect there, but go ahead. 
Well, first of all, you did a great job on your first show. Oh, yeah. This is the craziest interview ever. You prepare like a champ. Wow. Um, Thank you. Anyway, listen, uh, it's funny that you mentioned that is because I was like, God, if we make it to the award stage, I go, I don't really care about winning, but how cool would that be able to go look in the face of all those pedophiles and everybody else? And, you know, all and just the evil that lurks in some of those rooms, because I look, there's good people, but I, there's also evil, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been able to be a part of some of that evil and um, to be able to go. Just to just profess my love for Jesus and go, this is when people go, how did you do this? The only mm-hmm. answer is Jesus, because I swear to you, this is going to be the greatest example that I've ever seen. And I'm not patting myself on the back because it's both of us of being completely. It's it's one thing to say one person God uses the unqualified, mm-hmm. but two unqualified people getting together to do something and what God's done already is a miracle. Mm. But to make it to an award stage, to make it in the finals of some of these festivals that we have, we didn't know what we were doing. No. We mm-hmm. just followed what the Holy Spirit showed us. So. It is a complete and complete reliance on mm-hmm. the Lord to do this. So therefore, no seeking anyone else. Mm-hmm. No one mm-hmm. gave us money for this. Mm-hmm. We did it like with, with, with what little money we had for it, we used of ourselves, mm-hmm. but it was all God. All God. Wow. All God. Mm-hmm. Like there's no other answer for it mm-hmm. than that. No mm-hmm. production company, none of this, none of that. It was all God. Period. Mm-hmm. And I can't wait to look in the face of that audience and that television camera when we were on the award stage and profess what Mm -hmm. Jesus did for us. Unbelievable. I love this. I love it so much. So tell everyone how they can find you. And I have your website there. (laughs) Yes, I know it's on the bottom of the screen. Do you want any other handles? You want to share anything else? A YouTube channel or anything? Leave it to Joshua. And in fact, and everybody out there that's listening, go buy your name as a domain. Just buy your name. Do that. If you don't know why, you'll figure it out. But by your name. All right. Those are the messages then. So again, thank you so much for your contribution to humanity. I love you guys. This is so awesome. Thank you. I love you. Love you. Yes. And helping me launch this podcast, which is also a mission of mine. You know, I have I wanted to keep connecting people like you to many other people out there. Uh, and we'll get to the point where we have many, many viewers and we're gonna share this. So um, I am very excited for you. I know there is acting, TV show, book, awards. All of these things are on the table. You know, nothing is impossible with God. And you guys are doing an amazing job serving him. So thank you again. And um, I guess we'll be staying back. You your website because this broadcast is going to be after. Thank you, everyone watching live and watching on the replay. But the transcript the audio version and the video will all be published on Dea's website. So Dea. There is my website right there. And and yes, there and the reason, why, the reason why Josh knows all this, you want to tell him? <laughs> nope. All right, no. we won't tell you why he knows all of this, but there you go. There's my website, uh, deamusicministry.net. 
our future shows will all be we want everybody to go to my website uh, follow me on social media at their ministry on all social media platforms uh we are uh we're here so see you on the next episode and thank you so much guys uh, we'll be in touch god bless you thank you you too